0: Migration Conversations is a podcast that invites persons to share their migration stories. Hosted by myself, Professor Jamie Liu, each episode is an in depth conversation with people who have experienced the Canadian immigration system or other migration regimes up close. We talk to migrants, immigrants, lawyers, policymakers, advocates, and experts. We hope that these conversations shed light on the challenges migrants face through their own voices. Today on Migration Conversations, I'm talking with Elaine Lam, the founder and executive director of Butterfly, an Asian and migrant sex workers support network. Elaine holds a master's of law and also a master's of social work and has been involved in the gender and sex work movements, as well as migrant and labour activism for almost 20 years. She has conducted trainings and presentations in over 20 countries. Elaine, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you with us today.
1: Hi, thank you. So I'm Elaine. Thank you for your invitation. I'm so glad to have a chance uh, to talk about uh, the migrant sex worker issue in this platform.
0: Elaine, I wanted to begin by acknowledging how hard it has been for your community in the last few weeks in particular. Um, How are you doing? How is your community doing? How are those that... Butterfly is working with feeling these days.
1: Yeah, and I think last few weeks is really extremely uh, busy and also very, um, like, have very complicated feeling. So uh, when we hear what happened in U.S., we feel very heartbroken and, like, um, people being murdered, particularly have six women who work in massage parlour. So, and I think that because Butterfly is an Asian and migrant sex worker support network, so we have been um, uh, organizing the people in um, sex industry and also massage parlor, particularly the Asian migrant. And so that we really see that this is not the issue far away from US. So this is not only happen in US, but also happen in Canada. So we have so many... Uh, Um, massage parlor worker or Asian uh, sex worker, they are being murdered. So, but it's even not like get any concern or attention. So, and I think that is really important uh, moment that we need to speak out to help the people to understand actually what happened to the community. And particularly with like now have so many um, anti-Asian movement that many people concerned about the Asian woman being murdered. And we need to keep reminding the people they're not only being murdered because they're Asian, they are also being murdered because they are the people working massage parlor. They are the people work in sex industry. So no matter what of service people providing, like the people in massage parlor are still being harmed uh, by the sex worker law and by the um, criminalization policing um, in massage parlor and sex industry. And this um, homophobia, and also like this moralistic view on like um, uh, sex and also the Asian woman. So that is something it is important that we need to respond and we need to um, make the people know what happened in the community, particularly um, the policing people facing, the discrimination people facing, and so that can have the collective voice um, to, uh, speak out and help the society to listen uh, to the voice of the worker.
0: Yeah. And I wonder if you could extend about it. Can you tell our listeners who might not know anything about butterfly, um, how butterfly came to be, what does butterfly do and who are your members? So a,
1: like butterfly is our sixth year. So actually uh, next month we will have our uh, anniversary. Suppose we will have a five, fifth year party last year because of COVID, we delayed a little bit. Um, butterfly is an Asian and migrant sex workers support network. So that instead of position butterfly as a social service organization, butterfly is actually is a grassroots organization is organizing the Asian and migrant sex worker and people in massage parlor and also be building the leadership of the community and uh, that uh, the Asian and migrant sex worker can support each other and also advocate for uh, the right. So this is why um, Butterfly was born because um, when we see Canada have so many sex worker movement, we see like um, there are so many sex worker particularly white sex worker is speak out, um, the Asian sex worker is silence, right? The migrant sex worker, um, the voice is not being heard. Uh, that is particularly because of the language barrier, but and also many information is not accessible. So that's why Butterfly really have an uh, important role, like to build the leadership and also um, mobilize the community to involve in the movement and changing the harmful policy and also eliminate the, the discrimination against um, sex worker. And so, what we are doing actually, we are having different level of the work. So, one of the most important work is the community organizing. So, we have a team of outreach workers so keep uh, reaching out the people in massage parlour or apartment or hotel or different uh, workplace of the sex worker and Asian sex worker and people working in massage and to build a relationship and also deliver the information, deliver the resources, so that um, because of the uh, discrimination and repressive law, many sex workers, in order to protect themselves, they need to isolate themselves, right? So I always said that it's not they are, um, uh, uh, Isolate is because they don't have self esteem, you know, like all they are my like, fear is like, It's like this is important they take the step to isolate themselves to protect themselves right that they are not harmed by other people. And so that's why reaching out to the community is so important that. Um, uh, we can know about what actually happened in the community, but at the same time, we can deliver um, the information. So for example, during COVID, we translate all the information that help the people to have the updates about what actually happened, and particularly on the um, policy like including in massage parlor and including criminal law but also about the social resources like the health and like social resources that um, people may not able to access and this is very important we need to provide a very accessible information and so and also be practical and also many information actually is come from people experience so so and then in addition to the outreach uh, we also have the hotline, so 24 hours hotline, people can call when they have issues, so that's we also have the crisis support. No matter people being arrested, detained or deported or the people face uh, experience the violence, so that they, they can call us and then to, to discuss like, is it anything we can do to support them. And this is so important because we are not using the framework like um, force the people to cooperate, or you know, like that, or or like, are uh, we really understand the challenge, stigma people are facing, so that how to work with the people to develop the plan, and so that what is the best way um, to address the issue. But in that process, the advocacy in the in the in 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 the way is um, so important. I will talk more about the advocacy of the policy change, but I, and this part is so many worker actually is not able to access social resources, service, including health service because of their criminalization, uh, including their immigration status, or because of the stigma, or because of the criminalization. So that's why what Butterfly keep doing is try to break the barrier that to help the service provider to understand um, the challenge the community is facing, then how they can uh, change the practice then make the worker can assess the service. So maybe you can also share the link so that we have a, uh, a series of training. So this is also available online. So how to support the migrant sex worker um, that they uh, experience violence, but also we also have the uh, training on um, the legal issue faced by the migrant sex worker and then help the people know that what is um, they're facing. So I talk about outreach, I talk about hotline, we talk about crisis support. And we do a lot of good work that by building community together. So we have social events, but we also have a lot of workshops. So for example, know your rights workshop. Uh, we also have English class so that to make the uh, worker can access like more uh, information. And we really believe that information is power that um, they can through getting information get by coming together so that they can share and having support, but also is feel the the power of the community. And we also discuss a lot of injustice, uh, problem of the policy so that how we can uh, work together and bring the change. And the huge part you may see butterfly is very actively is doing a lot of lobbying and advocacy work because the main Course of the oppression is come from criminalization. Of course, like Asian and migrant sex workers face racism, they face sexism, they face xenophobia, they face homophobia. But how it's played out actually often is in the policy. So, including repressive policy against um, the sex worker in massage problem, including the criminalization of sex work. So client and third parties still can be criminal charged. So the immigration law is not allowed people to work in in sex industry if you are not PR or citizen. And so, and also the policing. And particularly um, the main and important work, what we do is push back the anti-trafficking movement because the sex worker is always uh, flamed by Um, the anti-sex worker group that they call themselves feminists. I don't call them feminists because they love police more than the women. So and religion group that they have the moralistic agenda is trying to ending the sex industry. So instead of like uh, caring, the safety and rights of the worker, they are more caring um, their own agenda, their realist religion agenda or moralistic agenda. So that's why we do a lot of work lobbying, advocacy and also public education and trying to change that. And this is so important that this is not coming from academic analysis. This is not coming from like the activist perspective but this is grounded from the community is from the experience from their voice. And one of the things we did is in 2019, the city of Toronto trying to shut down the massage parlor and remove the license. So 300 workers and online actually went to city hall and say, no, we are not traffic victim. Um, we need our work, don't take away our business to push back the policy. And so, and you can see after um, the, the murder in US, we do a lot of mobilizing. And butterfly members also um, speak publicly in city of Toronto, in in Toronto, so that um, to make the people to listen to the community that they are not trafficked, they need the right, um, they're using the hand to earn the living, um, they need to continue to work. And police cannot support us, that we need to, support each other. So this is a very, very important message from the community. So that is um, what we have been doing. And of course, because we need to do advocacy work, we also do a lot of research, and we have different campaign, and we have different
0: arts projects to help the uh, worker that they can share the, the voice. So yeah. Elaine, there's so much there. Um, I just want to say I think it's an amazing organization that is grounded, as you say, in the lived experience of the migrant workers um, at the heart of the organization, who are the members of the organization and who deliver the outreach, the programming, who contribute to the research, the advocacy. And I wanted to ask you um, in particular about two things that are happening currently. And the first is Butterfly is part of an alliance of organizations that has recently um, put forward a legal challenge um, against um, or charging that the, there are a certain criminal law provisions are violating the charter rights of sex workers, that there's still a criminalized framework around sex work that is harmful to women, including migrant sex workers. And I wondered if you could talk a little bit about perhaps um, how this is different from the Bedford experience, where migrant sex workers were not as present, perhaps. And second, you know what you hope uh, will come out of this legal challenge.
1: Yeah. So I think uh, for the Bedford case, people know. May know it so that it is a legal challenge uh, carried out by sex worker. Sex worker organization is saying that the criminalization of sex worker actually makes sex worker be more dangerous. So this is unconstitutional. So in the case, actually, Supreme Court give a judgment so that say um, this law is unconstitutional. Like particularly, um, like uh. Uh, around like the third party, around like people work on the street. So unfortunately, at the time, um, there is conservative government. So with the lobbying of those anti-sex worker group, they frame it as anti-trafficking, but they are actually anti-sex work. Um, so that the conservative government is um, continues criminalize uh, sex work, so make client and make um, the third party um, become illegal. But at the same time, there is also the anti-trafficking policy come with it um, to increase the police power, in, increase like the surveillance. So and so, even we see like um, um, the law itself is unconstitutional. With the analysis of better, it's very clear that criminalization of sex worker and sexual industry do not make people safe, you just make people be more dangerous. And also, it's also violating the basic human rights uh, of sex worker. So this is the job, this is their body, they should have the right to determine what they do, right? But that is something um, very violent, but in the name, under the name of protection, right? So, and in last few years, we have been seeing People being charged, people being arrested and detained and deported, and uh, the criminal law still being used um, to to increase the surveillance and also um, make the Asian and migrant sex worker and other sex worker being arrested, and the third party and time being arrested So that and the other very harmful thing is this criminal law also continues framing sex work as a crime. So even those anti-sex worker groups say, no, sex work now is decriminalized. It's not true. Sex work industry is still being criminalized. Sex workers still have chance to being arrested. And then we have member actually is being arrest by helping other people to do advertisement or support their work, right? And that is also justified the policing and surveillance and, and, and that is so problematic. So that's why um, this year and a few days ago, so that uh, sex worker organization and work with HIV, AIDS, legal network, um, and many other uh, sex, sex worker individual and organization is launching the legal challenge, is saying those uh, criminal law is unconstitutional so we really hope that um, by um, the, this legal challenge that um, the Supreme Court will give the judgment that confirm the rights of the sex worker and also the sex workers should have right to work and they need to stop the criminalization. And I think why it's so important for the sex worker group to launch this challenge because we do not only want to say about criminal law is violating the safety of the worker. But I think this is also very important to bring the human rights perspective agenda that sex workers should have the right to do sex worker, uh, to do sex work. So if you want to get more information about the legal challenge, please um, follow Canadian Alliance of Sex Law Reform and go to their website. So, and then HIV AIDS, uh, legal network is also um, uh, supporting the sex worker to uh, fight in the court. And I think it's most important is not only changing the law in the court, but I think it is also very important to change the society that stop seeing sex work as trafficking, stop seeing sex work as crime and respect the rights of the sex worker. So, and I think this is very, very important important and particularly last few years so many uh, resources uh, give to the anti-trafficking organization is keep conflating sex work and trafficking and then make the people have more fear about um, sex worker and have more hate uh, against sex worker and that's something need to be changed
0: yeah excellent I wanted to also mention you know you already raised this but you know in line with this legal challenge that Um, if we're looking at uh, migrant sex workers and their particularized risk of harm because of the way the law is structured, it allows also immigration law to be used against persons because if they're criminalized, that reason can be used to render them inadmissible and deportable. Um, And so does it make sense to also recognize that these criminal laws may push women to work in uh, locations that are less safe. It pushes them into situations where they might um, not be able to support one another as they would normally. Um, And this gives different kinds of risks for migrant sex workers than it would for other kinds of sex workers, for example.
1: Yeah, and I think that we also recognize that like uh, intersectional, Perspective, right? So that, like, um, when we look at immigration status, you look at race. That how Asian migrant sex worker is being targeted so differently, like than like other sex worker, and the precarious immigration status, and also the the, the racism is played out in the law enforcement and the surveillance. So that with the because I think the most powerful part is not only the criminal charge to lay to the people, but like create those kind of like power to law enforcement, to surveillance, to harass, to police the people. And also the surveillance from the society seeing that they are the organized crime that all put the sex worker to underground. So it's not only people fear of being charged. So this is of course is the big piece, but that in this whole system of civilians, including police by law enforcement, including social service organization, including neighbor, right? Like including politician is all, is um, pushing uh, the sex worker be, underground so for example people work in massage parlor because they found that actually it's more safe so and people do not have like english skills so they don't need to negotiate and like communicate by internet or phone so that they can have the business is open compared with other type of sex work and some people think work in massage parlor actually is more empowering more safe and also they may find that some people may also offer different kinds of service, right? Some people may just want to offer a massage service. Some people may want to do more like hand job or other service, but they have the power actually is to, to, to decide what kind of sure. service they offer to whom, right? And But by taking away the work actually is make them take away the livelihood and make them be more vulnerable and then they may work in the working condition that may not be so good. And then also work underground, right? That, that underground in a way that, so that they need to hide from the spotlight, hide from the uh, protection. And when something happened, they are difficult to speak out. And so, and I think this is um, really just make people be more dangerous, but also make people be more stigmatized and more isolated. So, and I think that's why we keep saying the criminalization of sex work is so harmful is because the criminal law, but also increase the stigma and like the, the whole system of surveillance of the society. So.
0: Yeah, there's a huge impact, not just from the actual criminalization of behavior of persons, but it leads to a wider perception, understanding of who, people are when they're engaging in certain kinds of work and what they um, purport to be, whether they're illegal or not or whether they're um, foreigners or not. So I think what you've said is very um, important to recognize that this is an intersection. I wanted to also um, ask about um, Butterflies' work in advocating for, you um, Uh, the insurance that Bill 251 in front of the Ontario Legislative Assembly right now um, to advocate that this law does not go through. Um, Listeners might not know, but there is a current bill, Bill 251 that is meant to change the law to allow hotels and accommodation businesses, or it doesn't allow, it requires them to keep a registry of their guests, their names, their information, other addresses and other information that can be shared with police for the purposes of investigating uh, trafficking. And you've spoken a lot about how sex work is conflated with anti-trafficking measures and, or trafficking per se, and how they're not the same. But I wondered if you could comment on uh, why is it that Butterfly would not like to see these measures put into place? What does this law, um, how does it affect migrant sex workers?
1: Yeah, and again, that like Butterfly keeps saying, sex work is work, so that sex work should sex workers should have the right to do sex work, right? But because of the advocacy work of that anti-sex worker organization, they are conflating sex work as trafficking, and the purpose is very clear: they want to use the police power to increase the marginalization surveillance to end the sex industry. So they say it very, very clear. They say they want to end sexual exploitation, but what they mean sex exploitation is actually is ending sex work. But they are often is the powerful uh, feminist group. They are the powerful white woman. They're the powerful religion group. They are successful to do this political lobbying. And this view, is one of the example to see how violent this is because whole bill is not about concern about the safety of the worker. Whole bill is actually, is not about the rights of the so-called traffic victim. Whole bill is trying to increase the police power. So, and we want to emphasize, this is not only affecting sex worker, this is the bill of everyone. So that means that if you're a customer in the hotel, you need to provide a lot of information that is violate your privacy. And you also, this information will also send to the police and police can have unlimited power to assess your information and police you. And the bill also gives the power to the, like someone, they can have the power of, of inspection. They can come to your place anytime. They can like review your document anytime and they even can force you to talk. So this is really valid the whole principle of the human rights, rights of silence, rights of privacy. So, but we are unfortunately see so many group is silenced because like anti trafficking is being seems as something good, right? But in reality, it's not true because many of this policy is just increased the policing and police power. But by the name of protection, then people do not see the violence. So that's why Butterfly keep trying to advocating and helping uh, more people to know how problematic of this law. Of course, this law is also designed in the way Targeting sex worker, right? So for example, uh, the law related to the advertisement. And you can imagine who are the people more targeted. In the enforcement, of course, is racialized people, is migrant and also sex worker and other criminalized community. They will not, like the police will not rush into a white, rich man hotel room, right? But then with all this discrimination stigma that we know that police, how they will keep using the power, you know, to abuse the people, and we hear so many discussions so that we need to have the mechanism to make sure the police will not misuse the power. And power is power. If they have the power, they will need. It. They will use it whatever way. And. Yes. So no mechanism to stop them to misuse. The only mechanism is not keep giving them power. So that's why we see so many different police movements, abolitionist movement, so that we also hope that they will also speak out. This is not only because they speak out to support sex workers, support migrant, they speak out is because this is also their agenda they need to advocate to stop this policing. And and this is only one of the example, how you see the state, the government can gain so many political support by harming the people, by increasing the police power. And so in Ontario, $300 million already allocated to anti-trafficking work. And now the money is reaching to the law enforcement, to the social service organization, which they are I means shut down the sex industry, including massage parlor and other industry. So we can expect more and more harm will come up and they already have a lot of power. So if you really continue to give them the power, you can't imagine. And, And that make the people when they really face the violence that they cannot seek help. Whole law, it just make people be more vulnerable police don't make us safe, police don't make sex workers safe. So, and law enforcement actually is the major source of violence against the migrant sex worker.
0: Yeah, well said, Elaine. I think, um, you know, the way that the laws are structured is a prominence given to police to enforce this law, to survey, harass arrest, detain, as you say, and eventually, if they have temporary or no status, um, deport people, right? It, it does, you know, both you and I know, in previous raids in Ottawa, for example, um, women have been identified to CBSA and deportation proceedings have um, been triggered by these kinds of raids that police engage in. I wanted to ask, um, recently, Butterfly has issued eight calls to action. You know, our listeners listening may wonder, you know, what can I do as a student, as a lawyer, as a researcher? Could you briefly outline what Butterfly's calls to actions are and how people can support Butterfly's work?
1: Yes, and I think that the main reason we want to have this uh, cause of action is because why Asian and migrant sex worker is being targeted because it's so many people really don't believe that they have people support them, right? They don't believe that um, they are important. So that's why having this declaration is so important to show your care, show your support to the community and Asian and migrant sex worker justice and the rights need to be respect and so the eight call justice is also talk about, is trying to address what we have talked about the issue and problem they are facing. So for this call, we do not only call for individual, but we also trying to call for organizational support because we know that for this like political environment, having the organization to have the clear position to support Asian and migrant sex worker rights is so important. So that if you do anti-racism work, this is so important, how you address the racism is so important that you need to support the sex worker. When you work in migrant rights, you need to support the migrant sex worker. So, So this is the background how we come up with this Decoration because we really want to build this collective power, collective voice, and telling the society and policymaker their rights should be respected. And they should not be murdered, they should not experience all kinds of violence, and also push back the harmful policy and advocate for the change. So the detail of the core including the full decriminalization of sex work. So including clients, third party, because we know so well, just like what we say, the criminalization actually is the root of problem that give law enforcement power, increased stigma and increased isolation. So, and the second core is sex work is work. So that is so important, recognize sex work is work. And like, for example, immigration law now is stopping people from working in sex industry because they assume sex work is exploitation, sex work is harmful. But what we want to advocate is changing this immigration law, but at the same time, is how assuring like sex work is work, so that sex worker is worker. And Rights Not Rescue is respond to what we have mentioned now have so many anti-trafficking ray and investigation keeps saying that I'm trying to rescue the people, I'm trying to identify the traffic victim. So, but we know it's not true. So that is all this thing is not about rescue. This is about how to make people on the hand of the law enforcement, how they are um, the vulnerability And we really care about the abuse, we really care about the violence faced by the community. And what is the best way is give people right. That when the people can assess the right, they will be less exploited, they will less chance to face violence. So that's why we keep saying rights not rescue. And sex work is not trafficking again. That is something we need to push back the sex worker being framed as traffic victim, the moral panic created by the anti-sex worker group that, that they need to stop to do this and like recognize sex work is work, they are not traffic victim. And face racism is so important because we see that when the forced law enforcement and the law or like how Asian migrant sex worker being treated is because of their race. So we see so many racial profiling of law enforcement and how many, um, there are so many sex worker um, because, discriminate because of the race. And those traffic victims assume Asian woman is traffic victim, that this course is also very, very problematic so that we need to push back. And the other important course, just like what we say, no cops in workplace, so police, do not make workers safe. So that like the fund police against policing is the important demand. And because so many Asian migrant sex workers have precarious immigration status, so the status for all is important cause. So Butterfly actually is part of migrant rights network so that we really are advocating um, to change of the uh, policy um, to make uh, people can have the status and immigration status is powerful thing that people can defend the right. And so that that's why Butterfly is part of status for all movement of the um, organized by migrant rights network. But we also want you guys to support it. And assess with the VA policy is so important at city level that the people can assess different social resources regarding their immigration status and also very important. So in case people experience violence or in that when they seek help from a uh, government system including police that they will not be arrested and they will not be um, referred to CBSA. So, and all this thing is so important to have your support and particularly we want people support migrant rights and also um, different sector people people to, to support and stop keep harming the community but uphold the rights and bring the change of the uh, society and support the justice of the sex worker uh, migrant sex worker support our eight calls for justice and sign our declaration and hope you will share it on your website and then or you can go to butterfly website butterfly b-u-t-t-e-r-f-l-y-s-w-o-r-g And follow us in Instagram, follow us in Twitter so that we keep um, trying to share our message with you and support the recent um, legal um, challenge of like the decriminalization of sex work. So that's like all things we need your help.
0: Thank you, Elaine. Yeah, so again, I would just like to say to listeners, you know, if you want more information, definitely visit ButterflySW.org. Follow them on Instagram, on Twitter, view their eight calls to action, sign their declaration, as Elaine said, and um, support their legal challenge that is happening right now. I just want to thank you so much, Elaine, for all of your important work in this area, for taking the time to talk about it to our many listeners. And um, I just want to say that I am, you know, watching and with anticipation much of the work that you're doing in the courts, in the halls of our legislatures to see what will happen. And um, thank you so much.
1: Yeah. And the last message is like some sex work as work and support the full decolonization of sex work and stop the harm of anti-trafficking so that we need uh, your solidarity and connect with us and hope to see you again.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Elaine. Thank you. Migration Conversations is created and hosted by me, Professor Jamie Liu, and produced by University of Ottawa Tech Law Fellow June Gleed. This podcast was made possible with the guidance and assistance of University of Ottawa Tech Law Fellow Ritesh Kotak, Carleton University graduate student Rachel McNally, as well as the generous support of Carleton University and the University of Ottawa shared online projects and initiatives. You can find more Migration Conversations episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube with closed captions. Thank you for listening, and a special thank you for all the guests who have shared their experiences publicly.